Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, rounding out the crew as we attempt to navigate the latest boating news and information. First up for grabs, we have uh, lobster season beginning this week, so you got to look out for those divers like uh, Barry and I. Uh, Barry yep. the bugger is what we like to call him this week when the lobster season opens, and I go by the lobster slayer. So if you see either one of us, uh, give us a wide berth. Because we're going to be down off the east coast of Florida and uh, south Florida around Fort Lauderdale and uh, trying to bag some bugs Wednesday and Thursday. Because that is the two-day sport mini-season that they allow recreational divers to go out and get a get a jump on the commercial lobstermen that are getting ready to set their, uh, set their traps next weekend, I believe. What's the, what, what's the regular lobster season run? Uh, August through August, the end of March. August. Something like August yeah. 6th through March 30th, yeah. somewhere around there. Yep. That's it. Why do you ask, Patrick? Because that's a, that's, a, that's a fairly long season in of yeah, itself. It is. So how did the, the mini season come into being? Well, the commercial lobstermen uh, set their traps around the, uh, the, I think it's the first Saturday of August. And so they came up with this two-day mini season. In Florida, for recreational divers to get a shot at the lobster before they set their traps, and they kind of avoid that uh, beginning of season conflict between uh, commercial lobstermen and the recreational uh, divers that want to go bag some lobsters. So it, it's kind of a win-win. It kind of separates the groups, the user groups, a little bit, and it also gives divers and the uh, local economy there and the dive operators and dive boats a, a chance to kind of celebrate the opening of uh, lobster season. And how many are you allowed to bag? You can bag uh, 12 a day, Wednesday and Thursday, uh, for most of Florida. But in Monroe County, it is six. Six, six how a about, day. How about in Lake Michigan? Uh, if you can find a lobster in Lake Michigan, well, you uh, good luck. Uh, I think they're called crawfish, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a totally different fishery. But hey, you can't uh, you can't rent the tails, right? They got to be whole. You bring them up oh, from they, the surface, yeah. uh, whole. You measure them while you're in the water. We we have a little measuring device us divers do. I bet uh, you that, do that measure. Uh, I think it's two and a half or two point <laughs> seven five inches. I believe three three inches. Is it three? It you has guys to seem be. to know that really well. Well, I mean, Minimum. I have I have the gauge. I don't remember if it was two point seven five or three in Greg, Florida. Greg uses a smaller gauge. <laughs> no, I do not. You liar. But is that what it is, Barry? Is it it's three? Three inches. Okay. Yes, three inches. Yeah. And it has and the tool the gauge actually cannot fit over the lobster right at three inches. It it the three inches is the minimum. So it's got to right. be like three point three three inches and one thirty seconds of an inch longer. Right. Now, for most for most American men, that equates to uh, seven point two five inches. Okay, right. But underwater, <laughs> things look larger. So there you go. You got you, so you got to measure them underwater, and then if they if you know you measure the carapace, the the head, 
a p- part of the uh, lobster with these things. And if uh, you can't fit this measuring device over the head, over the carapace, uh, it's then good it's to a, go. It's a legal lobster, and it can't have eggs. It can't there be egg bearing yeah. lobster. So, and six lobster a day is what the the rest of the season holds. But on mini season, for most of Florida, you can get up to twelve a day. Like I said, with the exception of the Florida Keys, they have some more restrictions there. At six, you can't uh, die for them at uh, night in the in the Keys in Monroe County as well. So is there's there a few other restrictions in that regard. Is there any uh, any is there ever any uh, tension between commercial divers or the commercial lobster people and the recreational? Like, do you guys do you do you look at the commercial lobster people as like, man, you guys are just lazy using no. traps? No. What no. what happens? Uh, the commercial lobster men are very defensive of their traps, and oh, that, it is that, a well that and the crab people too. Yeah, so of I, course. I, I have I have no problem with yeah, that. Yeah, and it, it's a big no no to to mess with a. Uh, a lobster oh, yeah. trap or or you know go near it when you're diving or i mean you can see them and look at them you're not, you're not doing nothing but you can't mess with them and obviously the fishermen get uh quite irate if they feel their traps have been fooled with but uh other than that i mean you know once again the recreational mini season that they created was it was really put there for one of the reasons was to avoid those conflicts if you opened up lobster season in florida the same day for commercial lobstermen and scuba divers, you're asking for it because they're going to be setting traps and divers are going to be out all over the place. I mean, Wednesday and Thursday throughout Florida, you really need to put your head on a swivel more than more often than not uh, uh, this week, because there's going to be so many dive flags out in certain areas where diving is popular for lobster. So, you know, and they're hard to see. So you just got to be aware that that's going on. It's not a good time to be out pleasure boating, uh, in the Florida Keys, especially during well, many season, either. No, so it's a, it's a, be it's careful. A, it's a it's a great time, but being aware of those areas, and we've talked about this uh, on previous shows. When I've been down transiting that area, uh, delivering yachts, uh, things of that nature, uh, I always give a wide berth. I will run further to the outside, weather permitting, um, just because I know where the lobster people because i be honest with you moving at a certain speed and depending on the chop sometimes those those uh dive flags or the uh, buoys those things are hard to see yes i know you i know greg and i are in disagreement i think that the they should be higher and larger um to make themselves as as visible as possible Why, why are we in disagreement why why do you say that because you told me that was stupid. No, I did. Every time that I yes, you did. No, I every didn't. every time that I bought it. All yeah, right, no, children. The, all the right, size all right. that we have is no, the size the, is perfectly fine. Three inches is well. Standard. That's that's the, what the rule is. They have minimums of what it has to be, like a minimum of what twenty four inches. I think or it's, something? it's no on a boat. 12. It's twenty four inches. Uh, the the uh, dive flag that we carry is twelve inches yeah. square. And the yeah, thing but, you got to keep in mind too, though, is that. Not only, uh, you know, they're going to be in popular areas, but there's a lot of uh, divers that are trolling for lobster. So they're in, they're not necessarily in the, like, areas where you typically find divers. You've got to keep uh, aware that there's going to be boats and divers all over the place looking for lobster. So Wait, you can troll for lobster? Absolutely. I, I've done it with Greg, drag. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get a couple people or get a person to just hang from a rope at the surface. <laughs> oh, stop. yes. And you no, troll and you're I looking for antennas. Stuff. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. <laughs> it is a did thing. That with him. That's, that, 
Stop. Some he some people no, call no, no. that using me as a human lure, but that that uh, that's not I, really the idea. You're like uh, a sonar buoy being towed behind a submarine. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, but here, here's the thing: uh, when you're lobster hunting, Patrick, ninety uh, percent uh-huh. of catching lobster is finding them. So five so, percent of them well, is probably. catching them is finding. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but 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 just finding them. And what you do, you'll troll along real real slow. Uh, or in Barry's case, he'll he'll go just fast enough to drown his his human lures. But uh, regardless, uh, and, and you're looking for antennas sticking out from under a ledge or a rock right. or something like, oh, okay. And then you let go and go try to snag some bugs. So so that's the thing. That's what you rem- do. Re- remember the game Musical Chairs? Okay. Uh, yeah. So so at nighttime, the lobsters are out doing their hunting and walking around. As soon as the sun hits them, they all find a place to hide. For the day. So in one day, they could be at one area of reefs, and then the next day, they can be completely gone in another area of reefs. Mm-hmm. So that's why Greg says what he says. You just go really slow. And if he sees antennas, he would let go. And then I, you know, you could feel the drag release. Right. And, and then uh, I knew they were, they found something. Yeah. So that's <laughs> why I'm saying you, there's going to be divers out uh, in lobster looking for lobster all over the place. So if you're a boater, you just want to be uh, careful and be on the lookout for dive flags and just boats because they is, could is, have divers in the water. Uh, is, is, is trolling, is that actually allowed? And if it's yeah. allowed, are you are you flying your dive flag no, at that time? I'm, I'm flying my flag yeah. on the boat. I yeah, have you a have diver's have, down, right. and I also have the um, that other flag, the uh, alpha flag. Both of them. He has lots of flags. He's kind of a flag guy, and that's a good thing. But just be aware of the divers out there in the water this week. More coming up. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Posting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. 
put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast you can't have five people or ten people uh, in a boat. So if it is a family of four or five, like husband, wife, and kids, they're going to have to pick two of them at a time. They would, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Grace Paul, where did you get the right to tell me how many people can come on my boat? Nobody asked that question. Whoa, really? It's on the boat or on the dock. Nobody said anything. Sweetly sailing, darling. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor, co-pilot. That, uh, or actually, I'm a co-pilot on uh, Just Plane Radio, and uh. first mate on the World of Boating, and uh, a lobster slayer on Scuba Radio. Sometimes it's hard to keep all three straight, uh, especially when they start to collide with the boaters and the uh, scuba divers. So you know, it is what it is. Uh, well, boating, boating and scuba diving do go hand in hand. They do. They do. You, a lot of yeah, times but, you need a boat not, to get to the dive flying site. a plane. Well, it can. I mean, you got to get to some cool destinations, and that's where we use the airplane stuff. For. Hey, I uh, want to do an update on a story. I hadn't talked about this uh, in the pre-show, but uh, it kind of just came up. So uh, a couple weeks ago, we had talked about this uh, hit and run out on the Oshkosh River. Uh, this uh, center console power boat that hit this paddle boat. Um, I just posted the updated story where there's video that shows this boat uh, making contact with the paddle boat. And yeah. And what, what happened there? Well, I said again, you cut out there, uh, Patrick. What? Well, we lost Patrick. Well, there he is. Yeah, there you are. Okay. Go Patrick. You're on. Okay, so updated this this story about this pat this uh, center console boat that uh, hit a uh, paddle boat right uh, in Oshkosh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Right. Which, uh, by the way, that's why I, I was talking about just plain radio. You know, the largest uh, air show event in the world is going on there this week. You know that, right, Patrick? I do not. Air However, Venture. I- it's the biggest <laughs> air show in the world in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So now you know. And, okay, uh, and let me tie that completely not into this story. Yeah, well, no, it was, that- it's Oshkosh. You just said, how big is Oshkosh? It's not that big. Come on. It's the home of cheese curds. It's pretty Ew. big because oh, it's in Winnebago gosh. County, and we all know Winnebago's are pretty big. Okay, so, well, there's a lot of them at the air show, for sure. There, okay. is, there is now video, surveillance video, that shows the moment the boat leaves, swings out, makes a turn, and right into this paddle boat, and then, of course, takes off. Now, uh, say what you will about the uh, justice system. In this case, I think this is absolutely ridiculous. So they did, they did find a person. Uh, they did find a boat. Um, and the uh, gentleman, uh, Jason Lindemann, owns many, many businesses. Uh, one of them is a uh, dockside tavern that he was drinking at uh, before this. Uh, he was now charged with 12 counts. 
hmm. of uh, felonious injury to people on this. Plus, and one of those people were, was the person that was on his boat that had a back injury and uh, severe lacerations to the face. Um, it, it just what what I don't understand is, in hindsight, okay, I did something stupid. I shouldn't have been driving, whether he was intoxicated or at the time or not. Mm-hmm. Don't know because this was days later that they identified the boat and found the guy. So doing a, a drug and alcohol test isn't going to show you anything as it relates to the accident. So why wouldn't you stop? First of all, the person on your boat is injured. Two, you've struck a very large vessel, um, possibly causing damage and or injury. The worst thing that's going to happen, let's say you were BUI. Okay, I'm going to get arrested. I'm going to get charged. It, but now he's also been charged with leaving the scene of the accident. And I think they chart, they throw one charge for every inter, for every injury. So it's like 11 counts of leaving the scene, something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. They released him on $10,000 bond. Oh, it's one of those situations. Yeah, huh? I, I'm, you know. For what it's worth, uh, speaking of boat safety, uh, water sports law has been passed in Tennessee. Want to see what you guys think about this? Okay. So uh, this is the first industry-supported model law on wake surfing and wakeboarding has now become law in Tennessee. Tennessee is going to be the uh, beta test for this. So. The law enhances safety requirements for those engaging specifically in wake surfing and wakeboarding as follows. Tell me if you got a problem with one of the any of these five. Mm-hmm. It requires operators to stay at least 200 feet from shorelines, docks, piers, and other structures. A channel must be at least 400 feet in total width to be considered an appropriate area for these activities. Um, look, you're going to get out with a with a measuring tape. I mean. Those areas should be marked, I think, on charts that this area has been deemed suitable for this activity. Otherwise, nobody knows 400 feet. Most people don't know 200 feet from the dock. Or they could put a sign out on one of the markers saying this area is approved for wakeboarding. It's not difficult. Yeah, from here to here, the next uh, three nautical miles, whatever it is. So that's not really the one that I have a problem with. Uh, Number two, riders engaging in the towed water sports must wear a Coast Guard approved life jacket. No problem there. Three, the law prohibits wake surfing and wakeboarding between the hours of sunset and sunrise. No problem there. Uh, wake surfing and wakeboarding on a body of water less than 50 acres in size is prohibited. Probably not a bad idea because uh, you could cause a lot of erosion and stuff. Uh, last one is it prohibits wake surfing from a boat with an exposed beyond the boarding platform or swim platform propeller. I wonder if, if that's the last one. That must be the one you have an issue with. Well, it was actually number very four, at- but I saved it for number five. Oh, okay. But, yeah, didn't mix it up. Yeah, well. because, because here's the thing, okay? When the drive, most boats with, the, with, with swim platforms, uh, even ex- mostly common extended swim platforms, when that drive is tucked all the way down, it's not going to extend out chance are beyond the swim platform mm-hmm. when it is going to extend out beyond the swim platform is when it's probably in a trimmed up position so if you have somebody for wake surfing where normally you're going to exit the boat from the swim platform that's a problem 
this, 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 the potential for falling and getting struck by a propeller still exists in that manner, which is why Volvo Penta and Mercruiser now with their uh, forward-facing drive offering, those boats, if you have a stern drive boat, it should really be limited to those boats that have forward-facing drives. I have a problem with that. Wait, well, you, you think yeah. uh, that that shouldn't be part of the rule or law or what? Uh, I, I I think that it should be if you have a stern drive boat, you need to have it needs to be a forward facing drive in order to use a stern drive boat for wake surfing. Wakeboarding is different because wakeboarding you're being pulled by a tow rope. You're you're far away from the back end of the boat. Right. Okay, that's mm-hmm. no different than skiing. Or tubing, but wake surfers again. You'll have some that may get pulled by a tow rope. Chances not, because then you got somebody on the boat's got to get that tow rope pulled in. But others are doing it right off the platform. All right. Well, we'll have to see how this uh, test in Tennessee goes and monitor it accordingly. Right here at the World of Boating. More coming up. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast welcome aboard i will be your captain you'll be my scallywags i don't know what that means but you will be them and here's how we play thank you for your attention and welcome aboard let's go this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater. All right, so uh, Tennessee is going to put in some wakeboard uh, restrictions, see how it goes, see if that ends up being a model for some other municipalities when it comes to curbing or, or making wakeboarding and, and that kind of stuff, I guess, safer. We'll see. Some of it I, I'm, I'm with. I mean, I you know, like I said, when it comes to the uh, stern drive or the propeller thing, I think you kind of you're opening up a can of worms a little bit there, uh, just from the standpoint of like there's so many you know boats out there and people you know wake surf off the back of their boat differently. You know, some are like within ten feet of the swim platform, and others are you know on a rope being pulled farther back and in a much maybe safer situation like that. I, I don't know. 
from a mechanical standpoint or from the engines and things, you know, how, how do you say which one is okay and which one's not? You know, especially if uh, some people have been wake surfing off their boat for years without incident. You know, how do you know they they probably look at this like, hey, wait a minute, what do you mean we got to get a new boat with a different type of drive system? Now we can't even do the do that off our boat in Tennessee. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying maybe there's some issues there. We'll have well, to wait and see. The, right. the, mechan- the mechanical difference is a rear-facing prop versus a forward-facing Yeah, but prop if they don't for- have that and they have an older boat and they've been doing this for the last 20 not, years. Then you're not allowed. Oh, well, I don't know. That, that's what I'm saying. I, I I don't know if I... You you don't get grandfathered in. Well, you know, there, it, I guess. It's, it should be for wake surfing, not wakeboarding where you're being towed by a rope, but for wake surfing because, again, most people are exiting the boat via the swim platform or because... When a wakeboard boat, if you look at any pictures, any videos of those, you are very, very close to the stern of the boat. Right. Riding the curve. But if you're going faster, doesn't the wake go longer out and they could be farther away from the boat doing that? No. You're, you're, where you want to be is right at the crest. So right where the water, where. Well, I know, but the faster you go on the boat, the that crest is going to be a little further back from the boat, isn't you, it? You, but you don't want to go faster. You want to go slower to create a larger wake. Right. So, when so you that, go faster, the wake actually flattens out. Right. Mm. And then it's harder, actually, for, for surfing yeah. to keep up with that wake. What you want is a slow run, a large wake, which puts you very, very What about a prop close. guard? What about that? Would that not be uh, you know a, a potential solution too? That, that, uh, may, that may be yeah, something that they may have to bring up. If- it would have to be a cage that would not allow any part of the human body to. So I mean, something so fine mesh that you couldn't even get a finger inside of it. Well, because if you, if you fall, if you pitch forward towards the back of the boat at speed, you're doing a trick. You're coming off the top of the awake you know doing a cutback something like that um or jumping awake to the other side doing some air maneuvers and you fall towards the rear of the boat again you could be traveling faster forward falling than the boat is moving and come in contact most commonly on a stern drive boat that is not going to be wake boat specific um, that drive is probably going to be in a trimmed up attitude at least a quarter to a half to c- displace more water. The likelihood of you coming in contact with either the drive or the prop is very high. Hmm. But you don't have to take my word for it. I've only been in the industry for over 36 years. Well, right? no, I, I, I'm not arguing with not you. Arguing. I'm just saying that if people have been doing this for years and then you, all of a sudden you make it illegal, uh, I just don't know if that's... You know, that's going to go over well. We'll wait. Let's just wait and see what happens, you know, and we'll see if people just say, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And they just move forward. It's, it's you know, or you, you know, put in Darwin, uh, the Darwin rule into play. People want to do that and roll the dice. That's, like not people, a re- that's not a real rule. Well, it's so, like people so wearing, uh, not wearing helmets, riding motorcycles, maybe. You know, is it much different than that? Because you're not really hurting anybody else in that situation. You're just risking your own life is my point you see what i'm saying the other rules about you know not pulling uh wakeboards you know or or not letting them do so close to shore or away from other people that makes perfectly good sense because that affects other people but if you're doing this i mean you know you're the one being a nut job 
you know, <laughs> you know, trying to surf so close to the uh, swim platform. I don't know if there that needs to be a a law and, per se in that regard. Right. That's and my and point. if if you think about it, yeah, Greg is correct on that because everything else affects you know other people, the area you're yeah. in, or people that live along those banks. That makes more sense to me, just, at least. Yeah, just affecting the people that are actually um, wake surfing or whatever right. it is. So, well, talking about things that fall into boats or fall near boats, um, Dateline, Alabama. Okay. So we went from Tennessee Uh, to Alabama. Yeah, which, which, which kind of follows. So during the uh, recent Alabama deep sea fishing rodeo, uh, April Jones and her husband and son were fishing off the waters near Sand Island Lighthouse near Dolphin Island. Um, When a uh, 400-pound uh, spotted ray with a five-foot wingspan uh, jumped into their boat. Yeah, I saw wow. that video. Yeah, yeah. A spotted and eagle it, ray. Those are magnificent critters to see underwater. They have really long tails, you know, kind of like the bat wing type of uh, ray. Yeah, but that's not what makes this story interesting. Well, what I jumped into their boat. You know, that's pretty interesting. No, that, that <laughs> happens. That, that, that happens quite often. Okay. Um, you just usually don't hear about it. What made this one is what happened once the manta ray, once the spot array was on board. Mm-hmm. It decided that here and now it's going to give birth. Right. Yeah. To uh, four pups. I actually so, saw it was three, but regardless. Well, uh, if it had been a male ray, it would have given birth to something else. Well, that would have been a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah the you know the I, I I dug a little deeper on that story because I love spotted eagle rays, Patrick, and evidently it is a fairly common thing for them to jump out of the water, not necessarily to jump in somebody's boat, but it happens as yeah. other marine life has been documented to do. But uh, when they get stressed, they have a tendency to uh, release their pups if they're pregnant, and that's what they think happened in this case. And the uh, the baby spotted eagle ray, rays were probably stillborn unfortunately for them but um but 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 it's not that rare evidently uh when the uh, spotted eagle rays get stressed that they they do this and uh, i'm sure it was quite of a quite a surprise just for the for the folks in the boat just to Maybe see this. something was chasing it at the time well who knows i mean you know it happens they jump out of the water to kind of you know get uh remores and things like that and parasites to get off of their bodies uh, sometimes they're, they're jumping out of the water. Say, I just want to be on just plane radio. Whee! Well, maybe they're, they're, they are uh, spotted Eagle rays. They kind of feel and they're like fighter pilots. The they're down there. Yeah, but they are cool. It was unfortunate for the Ray. I, I mean, I, I think, uh, they released the, uh, mama back they released in the, water. the Ray she, she and, they don- and they donated the, uh, the deceased the pups. pups yeah. to a, uh, to a lab. Right. Um, well, what do you uh, do research. in that case? I mean, I, I, um, you call you call you the boat manufacturer and say, um, "Let's discuss the terms of my warranty." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, this, I read that this, this thing was seven feet across. If it was four hundred pounds, it might have been seven feet. Okay, we but, we are reading way two different stories. My source for this story. Well, it doesn't is, matter. I'm just saying it was yes, a big ass animal. Four hundred pounds is a big eagle ray. Yeah. But what do but you my, do? What do you do when that happens? How do you react? They they cruise back to shore as quick as they could. Uh, I I think I'd been more inclined to you know put the boat in idle or turn the engine off and see if I can get some people to help me real quick get this thing off my boat. 
as fast well, as possible. Is that just yeah. me, or are you, are you with me on that, Barry? I, I think that I think that's just you. No, that's, I, 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 Barry's with me. Barry, see, he's a diver. He like he likes his uh, spotted eagle rays as well, almost as much as lobster. We do. We just don't eat the rays, uh, not on purpose, at least. All right, more coming up. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast Yo-ho, Mr. Pirate! What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? Have a light in the morning. She raises rain. She raises rain. She raises this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, rounding out the crew this week as we navigate the latest boating news and information. All right. If uh, marine life jumps in your boat, I don't know what you're going to do about it. But uh, like, uh, Barry and I, we like spotted eagle rays, and uh, I think I'd be inclined to uh, stop the boat immediately and try to get it the get it the hell off my boat as as I as quick as I possibly could, or even get on the radio like, "Hey, anybody nearby, help me lift this 400 pound ray off my boat." Yeah, this 400 pound thrashing, flopping, you know, yeah, uh, slimy slippery, mess of yeah. a marine creature. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I, I'm glad they were able to get back to the dock oh, yeah. and release it. But I'm just saying, when you get something like that, the sooner you get it back in the water, the better chances it does uh, to have to survive. And maybe it wouldn't have, you know, uh, delivered its pups if you could have got it out of the water, out of the boat quicker. I don't know. But it may not have been possible for these folks. I understand that. But I'm just saying, uh, in, in most case scenarios... If anyway, it's a lot it. to carry. Well, it's a lot. You'd have it to is. definitely yeah. have some people to help you out. And you know, yeah. spotted eagle rays have very long uh, tails with barbs in them, too. By the way, oh, uh, that I did not know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, they're not at the end of the tail. I don't think. I think they're towards the front. But regardless, you know, you don't want to get whacked with one of them things. So you'd have to be very, very careful with any marine life, whether it's a barracuda, which you know, you hear a lot of times where barracuda jump up on boats. And things like that, but uh, but I would want to get it off my boat as soon as possible, and and see if I could you know and that would be for the marine life too, not just for your boat, because the more it thrashes around, the more it beats your boat to hell too. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a kind of a win win to get it off quicker as opposed to later, isn't it, Patrick? Wouldn't you agree with that? I would agree because any damage that occurs thereof is not going to be covered by the manufacturer's warranty. Okay. Well, that's oh, it's that under clause three seven twenty. Be denied. Uh-huh. Denied. Right. And any damage by, by critters is covered. Hey, okay. guys, I got to throw some dates out at you. All right. Because you were talking about lobster mini season. So, once again, Greg, those dates quickly. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Last <laughs> Wednesday and Thursday of July every year. Okay. Doesn't matter uh, what the dates are. It, Just know that last Wednesday and Thursday right. of the month it of July is the uh, Florida Spiny Lobster Mini Season for okay. recreational Now, the dates divers. I'm going to throw out at you, the, the, the timing of this release, this may be, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but please don't because I'm right. Um, this may be the 
this may be the earliest that I ever remember this notice going out. What happens October 26th through the 30th? Uh, Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. Right. Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> well, they give out candy at the boat show. What do you mean okay. latest uh, they've ever announced this or earliest? No, wait, 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 wait. You can now get your tickets. Yeah. Tickets are available now. Okay. And I don't, re- I don't know it is. I don't recall tickets ever being available this early in July. Oh, no. I'll tell you what triggers these type of notices is when, like, uh, the Halloween decorations show up at Costco. And they did this week. And that's that's the trigger for the well, uh, Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. I was like, oh, there they are. Okay, let's open up ticket sales. That's how it goes, Patrick. I think it's been like that every year. Now, I, I again, because I get the emails, okay, it's a part of my position as director of all-knowing media for Overboard Entertainment, mm-hmm. um, is I'm, I'm hip to all this stuff. They've got my email. I You're get these notices. Their jive. okay. And I just don't recall. Now, if it was me, because we all know with Flibs and with uh, Mibs how hard it is to get a hotel room close yes. to the venue that you i think they do themselves a disservice by as soon as the boat show starts well let's say as soon as the boat show ends that the notice goes up tickets are available these are the dates so you can because i think may what may be a turnoff and what may be driving this is the sooner they get that notice out, the sooner you're able to book your your flight arrangements, your hotel arrangements, anything like that. But I think if you're doing it a year in advance, you probably increase the likelihood of people actually, more people being able to come because they're locking in that airfare, they're locking in those hotel, those hotel rooms, they're able to get closer to the venue maybe. Uh, no different than uh, like Springsteen tickets just went on sale in Orlando and the concert isn't until uh, spring of next year. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good thing. But if you're interested in coming down to the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show and not meeting Greg and not meeting Barry, but seeing me walk around, um, <coughs> get- yeah. <laughs> how am I, I thought going you're trying to, to sell able- this thing, Patrick. Now, how am I going to be able to show you all the sites of Fort Lauderdale this time? You know, like the people that pee at the corner of the building and all that. They huh. don't allow that. In Fort Lauderdale is high class. Uh, but yeah, but oh, yeah. there are some areas of Fort Lauderdale you don't know about that I'll be glad to take you through on a bus. There, well, there's, Barry there's, likes there's to reside. There's nothing on yeah. Los Olas Avenue. Nowhere, <laughs> nowhere near there. The beachside, the, 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 the women are all in bikinis, hmm. um, walking in high heels in bikinis. Okay. It, it, it totally blows Miami out of the water, in my opinion. Really? I believe so. Hmm. I, I I am more of a fan of flibs uh, than uh, Miami, okay. and that's not a that's not a dig against Miami. I just like the atmosphere more of Fort Lauderdale and that particular boat show. Well, when you when well, you're walking around Fort Lauderdale, you may run into Barry. You never know, and you know he might. Hey, uh, baby, what's going down? Yeah, he may see one of those <laughs> girls in bikinis and and do just that. So, oh, Greg, are are you going? Are you going? Can I get a commitment from you right now? Here's the problem, and oh, this geez. is the problem every year with the <laughs> Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. Uh, uh, just like lobster mini season conflicts with that big air show in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, that we were talking about earlier. 
uh, the the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show conflicts with a major scuba diving event that happens every year around the same time. So I uh, it, it, once again, they overlap a little bit, or it's like a couple days before the DEMA show, which is the Diving Equipment uh, Marketing Association trade show, which will be in Orlando, our home base of operations. I'll be uh, there this year. Yeah. So uh, I, I haven't said, gotten a press release yet. I haven't gotten an invitation from Greg. Yeah, and you you just uh, keep waiting. And uh, but regardless, uh, that, I have that conflict every year, so that's always the the you know trouble I have. And it's Halloween, you know, uh, week as well. So it's uh, they actually overlap uh, this year. So I, I kind of doubt I'm going to be able to make Fort Lauderdale, which is you know gives you more room to go and prance around the Fort Lauderdale International prance. Boat Show. And Let me make something very thing. clear to you, Greg. <laughs> I have I have never pranced around any boat show. Well, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with Barry. Will, Barry will give you some uh, lessons, and you you can cover that base for us accordingly, Patrick. I went to the Greg School of Prancing. Uh-huh. If, if, for those of you who do uh-huh. prant, who for those of you who do prance, more power to you. <laughs> I just hey, happen baby, to not be one of them. Down. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it could happen. It could happen. So, oh, by the way, uh, update update on. We've we've got hopefully next week a a uh, news groundbreaking news breaking however you want to put it uh, industry uh, alert story uh, that just hit uh, we should have that gentleman uh, on with us for next week so you do not want to miss you don't want to miss any of the shows but definitely you don't want to miss next week's show or if you're listening stuff. via po- if you're yeah. listening via podcast definitely bookmark uh, for next week. And we'll be gloating. Barry and I will be gloating about how many lobster tails that we snagged. I mean, I can guarantee right now that I will limit out. I'll get 12 lobsters on Wednesday this week and Thursday this week. 24 lobster tails total. I will limit out for Florida spiny lobster mini season on the radio. That's right. So uh, stay tuned for that next week. And if Patrick, (laughs) if you're nice... Maybe I'll give you a little bite of lobster tail. No, that, that'll never happen, actually. Forget it. Forget You're just going to give that. me the carapace. Yes, I'll give you the remains, the yeah. unedible parts. And on right. that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life, life is, is better, better as a boat. Say everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.